Thank you for joining me on 10 Minutes with the Gospel of John. I'm Stan Harstein, your host. It's hard to believe over 20 episodes are now available. Thank you for participating in this venture with me. Please share any comments you have to help improve 10MGJ for others by using the email link at the bottom of the website pages. Welcome to our theme for episode 29, Water. Two hydrogen atoms bond with one oxygen atom to create the second most necessary element for life on our planet, water. Throughout the ages, descriptions of water have flowed from the pens of many writers. Well, like water. Water takes the shape of its vessel. Water calms the soul. Drops of water wear down solid rock. It would seem that thoughts concerning water permeate our conscience. Water seems to hold a similar importance within the mind of the writer of the Gospel of John. Of the appearances of water in the Gospels, more than half occur on the pages of this Gospel. This percentage rings true in the New Testament within the writings attributed to John as well. In the Old Testament, one cannot begin to think about water without returning to the beginning of the Bible, when the earth was unseen and unprepared, and darkness was above the great deep abyss, yet God's Spirit carried itself over the water. Genesis 1 verse 2. Water begins the story. Waters are separated to make room for the sky, and all kinds of living creatures find life in the water. Genesis 1.20 Yet, these waters hold tremendous power as well. At the time of Noah, God sent the waters to cover the dry land that had separated them at the beginning. Chapter 1, verses 6-10, through 10, and then 7.20 At all times, however, water is subject to the spoken word of the Lord God. The Old Testament prophets portray God as the source of water. Indeed, this perspective lies behind the complaint Jeremiah lodges. My people have committed two evils. They have abandoned me, a spring of living water, and they have dug broken pits for themselves, which are unable to store water. Jeremiah 2.13 Living in the Babylonian Empire, the prophet Ezekiel is provided a vision of the city of Jerusalem. From within the house of the Lord, water pours out toward the east to form a river of fresh water flowing south to the Arabah, in which many fish will live. An allusion to the original Genesis account. Ezekiel 47, 1-10 Elsewhere in John Water plays a central role in two episodes in this gospel, the wedding at Cana and the well in Samaria. In the first account, the wedding party exhausts the supply of wine on hand. The servants are instructed to fill six stone jars with water. Some water is then taken to the one in charge of the food service. When poured for his tasting, this water is now wine. Although many at the wedding remain oblivious to this miraculous sign, 
episode 24, Jesus' disciples and the servants who worked with the water observe these events. In this case, the water takes a new form, representing a blessing from God, one directly associated with Jesus. John 2, 1-11 The discussion between Jesus and the woman beside a well near Sukkar in the region of Samaria starts with his simple request for a drink of water. The woman's response to Jesus' request, amplified by his actual communication with her, reflects the behind-the-scenes cultural challenge of this account. Although this gospel never indicates that the woman fulfills Jesus' request, their conversation morphs to address the water, the living water, which Jesus can offer to satisfy her thirst. Her interest in the water he has access to represents a 180-degree shift from Jesus' request for a drink from the well to this woman requesting a drink of the living water. John 4, 7-15 The theme of living water enters the story a second time during a fall celebration. The Festival of Booths provided an opportunity for celebrants to remember their ancestors' travel throughout the wilderness between Egypt and their entry into the land of Canaan. Among the various ceremonies was one recalling God's provision of water when it was needed. On the final day of the feast, Jesus stands up at the temple, episode 26, and says, If anyone is thirsty, let that one come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, just as the scripture says, a river of living water will flow forth from his belly. John 7, 37 and 38. He thus associates himself with several prophetic passages from the scroll of Isaiah concerning water. The writer of the Gospel of John further associates this living water with the Spirit. Episode 20 connecting Jesus' words specifically with these of Isaiah. Then I will give water to those who thirst in the barren lands. I will place my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. Isaiah 44, verse 3. Water also serves as the distinguishing factor between John the Baptizer, episode 5, and Jesus. On three occasions... John identifies himself as limited to baptism with water alone. When his Jerusalem interrogators inquire into his identity, John makes no claim to be among the expected figures. Indeed, he recognizes someone superior to himself in their midst. After identifying the Lamb of God walking through the crowd, episode 20, John informs those gathered that he came baptizing with water in order that this expected figure might be revealed to Israel. John 1.31 John then repeats his purpose for baptizing with water. His role in this grand story is to identify this superior personality who will baptize with the Spirit of God. John 1.33 Concluding Thought 
Water is a necessary element for human life. Water refreshes after a long day of travel. Immersion in water serves as a metaphor for a renewed attention to the commands and instructions of the Lord. Yet, in comparison to other liquid refreshments of the era, water remains bland. The Gospel of John places an emphasis on water, but not on a change in its taste. Instead, this Gospel focuses on the abundant supply of water. The six stone jars would hold approximately 150 gallons of water, about 750 liters, enough for over 4,000 typical glasses of wine today. Yet, the servant may have drawn the water that changed to wine directly from a well, which would imply a new, unending supply of this blessing from God. The woman at the well envisions an abundant supply of this thirst-satisfying water. If she can access this living water, not water drawn from a cistern, but coming from a well or spring, she will never have to walk out from the town to this place again in order to quench her thirst. Her unending supply will prevent her daily activity of disgrace she now faces. The crowd at the festival in chapter 7 are promised a river of living water that will also quench their thirst. Water in the Gospel of John represents more than a mere liquid. Through its various appearances, it becomes associated with the Spirit of God. This abundance of water becomes a symbol for life of the ages. The abundance of life made available by the Word at the beginning with God, who brought all things into existence, even water. I do hope you will invest additional time to write down any insights or questions that came to you during this 10-minute audio journey together. After all, a short pencil is better than a long memory. This DevoCast is composed and narrated by Stan Harstein. All rights reserved.